Welcome to the Small Staff Big Impact Podcast. I'm Justin Berniski, and I'm here today with Adam Thoker. That's and, me. And Adam is the, he recently became the executive director over at the American Association for Public Opinion Research. How's that been going, Adam? And it's been quite, uh, it's been quite the change. So um, I came to be the executive director of APOR in the middle of July, and it wasn't just a change um, moving up to the, the executive director chair, but I also joined um, Kellen, which is an awesome AMC, and we, we manage APOR. So not only did I take on a new job, I also have uh, multiple bosses who could fire me at any point. So it's uh, it's been a lot of a lot of fun though, um, a great a great challenge at this point in my career, and um, I couldn't be happier. Well, that's uh, sounds exciting. Uh, multiple bots. So beyond just the board of directors, you also have to report, obviously, to to Kellen's executives. How does that? How is it being a small staff association, uh, working within an association management uh, company? Yeah. So you know. Um, it's really actually a, a really awesome model and um, working within the Kellen structure as it really allows APOR to do a lot of things and have a lot of have a lot of staffing options that you know wouldn't really be available to us because of our small size. Um, you know if you if you were to go by the number of full-time people we have we have about four and a half staff um, that I work with every day but in the AMC model um, one full-time staff could be about five people. So I really have, you know, 10 or 12 different people who are proficient in all sorts of great things like conferences and events or education or, you know, IT and infrastructure or communications and marketing uh, at my disposal. Um, the only downside is they're not all full-time. They, I all have, I only have, um, you know, small percentages of, of a lot of those folks time every day. So um, while I have a great amount of resources ready to, ready to help whenever I have questions and really get all of that work done. Um, we're still, you know, essentially a very small staff organization. All right. Yeah. So I think that's I kind of on LinkedIn, you mentioned associations um, will adapt to being doing more with less. And that really seems to kind of fit with what you're, you know, you only have so many staff, but you're leveraging this, um, you know, this situation to be able to really do more uh, with those limited staff. Uh, are there other things that you're trying to do to try and um, put that into motion of doing more with less? Yeah, and I think it's a that's a challenge that a lot of smaller size associations are gonna going to be facing, and maybe even some big ones. I've never been able to work in a big association, so I can't speak to that. But you know, we we all have limited resources, limited dollars, and limited people, and and you know, kind of limited everything. But everybody has these great big aspirations and um, you know while working with an AMC um, APOR has been able to leverage you know the, the awesome staff resources without having to, to bring on a ton of full-time staff that we can't afford um, but in order to get a lot of the substantive work done that, you know, that our members are, are really looking for and to be the leaders in the field um, we're really leveraging our volunteers and I think that that's the only way we, we succeed going forward is, you know, we, we, we can't you know, magically make money come out of thin air. Um, I can't automatically go out and hire, you know, three more staff that can you know, do research for me, but I have 2,500 members at my disposal, all of whom are experts and leaders in the, the public opinion research um, field and 
leveraging them and helping us, you know, helping them move the agenda is, is our key to success. That makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, it's often a challenge to find the right ways to get uh, the volunteers involved. Are you, is there any particular technology you're leveraging to help with that process? Uh, or is there any, anything you're doing that you find particularly effective to help coordinate your work with the work of the volunteers? Man, if I had a technology that could help me manage volunteers and committees, that would be awesome. Um, I have yet to really find something like that that works really well and, and could, could manage a whole organization of, of committees and task forces. Um, but if you know of one, let me, let me know. We'll talk. Um, All right. <laughs> um, but I mean, really, it's the best way is, is setting the clear expectations right up front and constant communication. You know, the one piece of technology that has that is phenomenal and that is, you know, kind of like what we're using right now, Google Hangouts or or some of the online conference calling and screen sharing apps that allows you to connect with, you know, any number of people across five different time zones and be productive. So you know, one relatively low tech piece of technology these days, but it, it, it works for us. Well, I mean, it, I think I saw the Back to the Future they were talking about. They've been, you know, it was Back to the Future Day just yesterday, I think, and they were talking about all the uh, technology in the movie that was from 2015 that we didn't didn't have. And the one thing that we do obviously have everywhere is the video calling. So um, it's kind of interesting how that has sort of permeated our lives in such a, a unique way. But are there, speaking of technology. Because my camera doesn't work right now on my computer. So like you can see me, or I can see you, but you can't see me. You know. <laughs> Well, I guess that lets you um, pick your nose, and I can't. So, but that's all right. I, it's a, my burden to bear. Um, I, so, I, we were talking a little bit about technology. Uh, is there any other technology that you've kind of you're paying close attention to uh, within associations, or any other trends in general that you're kind of you're particularly interested in right now? You know, one shift or one thing that I'm keeping a close eye on, and that I've that I've always been interested in is kind of the association's kind of relationship with their AMS or their database. You know, it's it, it's different for everyone and it's never really exciting. Nobody, you don't walk up to anybody and have them say, man, I love my database, it is awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear that from someone. But I mean, there are so many different theories rolling around in, in in different parts of the industry that you know where some people want a consolidated database that does it all and some people want the best of breed where you have 37 different systems working together and it would be super cool to find like kind of the Pandora's box of that perfect combination of you know membership database and and website and social community and um, you know back-end accounting system that all work you know seamlessly together so nobody has to has to have the headache of you know not being able to to pass you know log into a different system or you know access their documents or you know not access their documents on a on a phone or a computer but you know finding the way to to leverage the technology so that i can do all of the work that i need to do from my phone or a computer wherever i may be and then allowing my members to access all of the resources of the association, you know, from whatever platform they desire without interference. 
Yeah, it, it is definitely a complicated question. I think, you know, we're also so spoiled by all the, you know, all these other devices and systems out there that feel so seamless, but, you know, like an Amazon where it's so uh, cleanly integrated with so many different things. Um, but then you have to remember Amazon is you know, a billion dollar company, so you're not. It's a, it's a complex problem though that, you know, everybody has a different take on it open up an AMS and it does everything I need it to do. I would love it if it was the perfect community and I didn't actually have to do anything else. I would love it if it was the perfect membership database and could track all of the information I wanted and then display it, you know, in whatever kind of metric I wanted to. And, you know, I, I not, not my organization, I don't think they'd be on board for it, but I'd almost pay whatever it costs to have something like that at my fingertips. But right. I just don't think this and that's a, that's a question of, you know, does that even, is that even possible? Yeah. I well I think, you know, if if it's well, I, I think there are probably a couple of AMS vendors out there who'd like to buy you a drink right now, but um <laughs> uh, you know, I'll let them kind of follow up with you offline. Um so focusing back on you, what are your you know you're obviously new, uh you're kinda of getting a feel for things. What are you envisioning as some of the biggest challenges and sort of the maybe the near and the distant future for for your organization, for what you're, uh, what you're going to be working on. Well, I mean, it's we're in we're in an interesting time for many of our members right now. Um, the public opinion research field encompasses um, people doing the political polling. So, gearing up for the 2016 election, um, we're we're kind of shifting the status quo of what we normally do, and we're doing the thing that we do kind of every four years, which I'm learning is is put together a lot of a number of resources for the public so um, in addition to you know advancing the the field we're also trying to make sure that journalists understand what you know public opinion polling does how to read the polls and how to make sure that um, what they're reporting on is is accurate and that they're using the most um, relevant information in making the decisions when they write so super cool time to come on board um, i think you're up really quickly They'll try and you know keep my eyes open and learn as much as I can about the rest of it. Yeah, I think you know politics is obviously a great time for uh, you know when a lot of people are paying attention to polling. So, uh, and I I feel like there's been a movement. You're getting a lot more um, younger. You're getting more millennials involved in politics now. And uh, and I was curious. You know, I know uh, you were recognized by ASAE as one of the 40 under 40 uh, association executives be watching uh, and that was prior to your new position and uh, and so I was wondering what are you doing and with your organization how are you thinking about uh, trying to reach out and connect with uh, millennials to try and bring them in uh, to engage them in some way you know I think uh, a lot of it's really trying to figure out not well let me back up we've spent a lot of time as association executives, it seems, discussing what kind of platforms we want to use to communicate with our members. So if you read a lot of the blogs or the, the chats, it's like, should I be on LinkedIn or should I be on Twitter? And um, I don't find the value in figuring out the platform to be on as much as you know, the best engagement methods. Like, I shouldn't waste my time on Twitter if my members aren't there. Now, my members are on Twitter right now, which is awesome. So what we're doing is trying to, to ramp up our, 
are social in that aspect, while maybe we don't pay as much attention to, to a, um, a platform like LinkedIn because our members don't participate in those as much. So it's providing value where our members are and figuring out what it is that they're interested in, in doing and learning um, so that we can increase our, our younger people and show them that associations aren't just you know a bunch of old stodgy folks. You know, as as I'm sort of entering into further in my professional career, trying to figure out, you know, associations sometimes involve sort of that professional growth. But then, I mean, a lot of them, um, and it seems like for your organization, I'm I'm guessing you have a lot of people. Uh, a public opinion research, I'm assuming, is more of a professional area, or is this kind of is it some where you get some people who are recreational? Probably not a lot of recreational public opinion researchers out there. Um, but most of our members are professional, and um, one of the things that you know I think A4 has a great opportunity to do coming in the near future is is opening up the doors for the people who are just getting out of college, who are just getting their their advanced degrees in you know surveys and research methodologies, and and helping them connect with the leaders in their field, the people who they've looked up to their whole lives, and who who've really built public opinion research from the ground up. Because you know really the the profession is it's still young enough that you know a lot of these great visionaries are still you know still around absolutely so you've obviously you know you are cae certified uh through uh asae you know so you're obviously uh and you work in associations if you were to kind of inject uh as the value of joining and getting involved you know i think it it really is the professional opportunities that it brings your association um it really is what you make of it. So I can sell a list of benefits to anybody any day of the week and say, join and you'll get this and this and this and some discounts and a book and a magazine and you can come to network. But if you don't take advantage of it, you know, you're, you're only going to get out of it what you put into it. Um, and if all you want to do is keep up to date on research, that's awesome. Like that's, that's really great. But for, for myself um, and for a lot of, a lot of my peers, you know, we, Joined because we wanted to enhance our our professional network, and we wanted to to be really good at what we do. And hopefully, one day I'll be really good at what I do. And I thank um, ASAE and and all the people that I you know that I've met along the way for that help. Oh, that's that's very modest of you. Um, I think there are probably some people who'd argue you already are really good, but you know, that's we don't need to debate that. Um, <laughs> any any kind of final. Thoughts. I, I knew. I'd be curious. You mentioned blogs. You read, if uh, or, you know, on the blogs, where you're. What are you reading on a regular basis? Uh, and then, then, where can we, uh, if anyone out there wants to learn more about you or about your organization, uh, where can they, uh, where can they find find you? Um, yeah, certainly. My, um, you know, my go-to everyday blogs. I I never miss a day without going to see what HBR is posting. I think it's an awesome way to keep up. With the information in kind of the business world and as an association person we're still a business and there's a lot of great a lot of great lessons we can do from from what they're posting and a lot of things that'll make us think um, so i i never miss a day without finding out what they've what they posted there and I also um read the asae morning emails and the collaborate posts that i get every morning and scan through those to see if there's anything really really cool coming on the line just so i can Stay up to date on all of my association happenings. Um, if anybody wants to talk to me, you can always reach me at uh, a 
T-H-O-C-H-E-R at kellencompany.com or um, our website's uh, aapor.org. Um, we're right downtown, so come on down to National Press Building and we can have some coffee. Great. Well, we'll see, I'll have to see how many people take you up on that. Um, you know next month. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, Adam, thanks so much for coming on. I uh, appreciate your time. And uh, hopefully, we'll imagine we'll be hearing more great things from you in the future. Thanks, Justin. Thanks again to my guest, Adam Thoker, for joining us. Uh, for more great content on his organization, definitely check out his website, AAPOR. Uh, and for more content on small staff associations, check out microstaff.org. Uh, or s- make sure you follow the podcast, uh, sign up. We're on iTunes, Small Staff Big Impact Podcast. If you're not already subscribed, go ahead and click that button. No time like the present. Uh, and special thanks to Fusion Span for curating all the content both here and on microstaff.org. Until next time, take care.